Hi, welcome to the Goopcast. Today we're going to be talking about yellow wallpaper, and my name is Brayden, and I'm your host, along with my two guests, Jack and Roman. Okay, to start us out, uh, we're going to be going over question one. How does the narrator's description of the wallpaper change over time? Um, I think that it slowly transitions from just being an irritatingly colored and ripped wallpaper, and then it progresses to something more like not able to be satisfied being around it and like an irritation and anger toward it to then becoming like a strong anger and hatred towards it. Oh yeah, no, I definitely felt the same off. More like it turned from disgust slowly into a almost an addiction to try to find out what everything means about it. I think um, when the the wall uh, was printed, uh, the wall was printed and put up incorrectly, but then it was fine. But after that, it started getting dim. Uh, there were uh, marks on it and it started ripping and it like represented how the women at the time were breaking off from the society's like norms. No, yeah, I think it like the ripping also was kind of symbolic of like people like trying to fight things, but still being like attached. And once they get out of it, sometimes they ha- don't know where to go. Uh, and for our second question, what do you think the wallpaper represents? I think um, the wallpaper represents the control uh, she wants, like she's that she's not crazy, and there's not a pattern on the on the wall, but she's trying to find it, and she can't really. No, yeah, I think it, that the um, pattern part of it represents like the crazy means of life that we try to make something out of it, even though there might not be anything in it. And then I think that the part that the like overall representation of the wallpaper is like as you said earlier, the confinements that society puts on people and like to her it represented something that she needed to get out of and be free to the rest of the world. Oh yeah. No, definitely it's almost in a way it's like a cage that humanity created for humanity without even thinking about it. And this unintentional holding can be broken, except it is rare to do. No, yeah, the, like, social norms that people put on each other, like, confines each other even not meaning to, and being afraid of breaking social norms is, like, normal, but to break social norms is how we progress as a society from, like, different, like, speech types and things like that to be able to create a new dialect and move on as, like, people and have, like, different eras in humanity. Mm-hmm. And that, like, connects how the, and then the wallpaper rips and she becomes free from the mm-hmm. society's norms. Oh, yeah. And when society's norms do, I guess, fall, it, in a way, yeah, it allows her to be free and things start evolving from there on. Uh, yeah, I'd like to infer, like, that after the, um, the story is, set, is taking place, it's, like, a woman being able to go on and then, like, live a fulfilling life in the way that she, like, wishes to without the pressure of being able of being able to do certain things and it's like her realization in her head that like hey I can be anything and do anything yep. and from there on uh, we have the last question um, and that would be what does the baby represent in this story and for me I actually said that it kind of shows how an average formed family has something tying them down not exactly a literal chain except a commitment that um, you can't really get out of almost like a necessity to life that you have to hold on to and to abandon that is like abandoning your humanity 
No, yeah, I said that it was also representing a, um, like, a tie down and something that you're not really able to escape from. And, like, an example of that in real life would be, like, a commitment with someone to be, like, sharing a house. Or, like, if you went and split a, like, house price with someone, to then, like, you feel committed to the relationship. And if you were to, like, try to leave it, it would cause a lot of issues financially. And, like, being able to figure out where you're going to live. So, some people may just see it as easier to, like, just stay in the a toxic relationship, like, with the kid versus trying to escape it. I think, yeah, there's also, I agree with both of you guys, I think the kid is the representation of them, like, staying together and not separating or leave, leave, leaving each other. And But I also think there might be some other meaning, like, for example, uh, when, they, when she gives birth, her depression gets worse after giving birth. What do you guys think of that? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with the fact that not only a commitment like that to a family or to anybody for that reason could be easily just, it could change their life. And I don't know if in a way it could kind of show them that their life is going to be slowing down. And if they're not ready for that, it's a bit too late at that point. No, yeah, I'd agree with that. Cause it's like the baby with like the depression thing. It's like the realization of like, if you have go back on this like you can't really like you're too far in it's like you've dug your own grave now lie in it kind of a thing exactly so yeah i think that the baby represents like a commitment and like a forced thing mm-hmm. uh and for our final segment we are going to be going over shower thoughts as our uh creative ideas so i'd say for the first the first one we should discuss is definitely Nothing makes sense. Pizzas are round, and, bo- and the boxes we put them in are square, yet we eat them as triangles. Just, why? I think the triangles make sense because, you know, like, it's the most efficient way to cut a pizza to have good shapes. Oh. And then, um, but yeah, the box thing makes no sense. Why can't you just make a circle box? I feel like that's easiest way to go about it exactly but i was thinking this circle box circle boxes aren't really a thing unless it's like a candy like chocolate candy it has like a lot like chocolate candy is usually packed in circle boxes but then you'd have to have a lid that detaches and it's like uncomfortable because you would like open a pizza box that's square and the thing is attached you would just get with the other hand and like you wouldn't have to use your well i mean it could just be like a cardboard lid that doesn't exactly it, that isn't attached in the first place you just kind of set yeah. it over that yeah so i would be like kind of uncomfortable like a mod pizza box exactly I but I, I yeah okay and um for our next question i would uh it was uh, some Scooby-Doo episodes would be a lot shorter if they just went to the costume store first and asked a couple of questions, and I do not see how at all that would be the case. I mean, they would... I mean, it, it just says, like, if they go to a store and they're like, hey, has anyone bought in a giant, like, Mommy costume. rhino costume, then whoever bought the last rhino costume probably did it and they could just go like check the person out and if they're at all related to the crime like to be like they worked there they probably did it i mean how do you know they didn't just make the costume themselves not everyone has insane artistic design touche but i'm just saying props to the scooby-doo villains they're they're pretty damn creative the only problem with that is they would travel to cities to different like states and cities or whatever uh they went um and there's uh, a lot more, uh, what is it? Costume, costume stores, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't, 
maybe find the right store where they bought the costume from. But yeah. Well, how about this though? This one is, why is it that theme parks can snap a crystal clear image of you on a roller coaster at 70 miles an hour, but bait cameras can't get a clear image of a robber standing still? Yeah, actually though, my, my prehistoric iPhone SE takes significantly better pictures than a bank camera that could probably, it couldn't even get the license plate on a car right in front of it. True. Do roller coasters really go 70 miles per hour? Some, yeah. Oh yeah, no, they even go faster sometimes. So, if a calculator had history, mm-hmm. would yours be as embarrassed? Would be embarrassing, like one plus four. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I've somehow I've gotten better at just doing like complex multiplication and division, except I am horrible at basic addition and subtraction. True, it's like you got to make room for the other stuff. Exactly. Thank you, Jack and Roman, for coming on to the Goopcast. This was Braden, your host, and that was all. Thank you.